Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. That is the highest praise. This gets us ready for the word. Look to your neighbor and say, get ready for the word. Amen. Now, we have to get God's attention. Now, hallelujah is the highest praise, and we release that not as strangers. How many know today you're not a stranger? You are a fellow citizen grafted into the royal family of God. You have rights and privileges bestowed upon you. You have a delegated authority placed upon your life from Jesus Christ himself. And so you have a right today to get God's attention. And we need to learn that we're not afraid of God, Amen. that we're not going to try to deceive God Amen. because God knows everything anyway. He already knows it. He already sees it. So I may as well get his attention right now and I may as well get the help that he has for me. Amen. Amen. How many want to be helped Amen. by the power of God? Amen? Amen. So when we say this, hallelujah, it's loud. Oh, well, why you guys got to be so loud? Because we got to get God's attention. Amen. Amen. Mess around and get some of these neighbors up here, their attention yeah. too. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Because, listen, after all God has done for you, how could you be quiet? Amen. I mean, it's just too much for me to be quiet. Now, some of you could receive a gift from God and write out a song, but how many know that even the song you write ain't going to exceed hallelujah? Because hallelujah is the highest praise. You can't change that. Well, Pastor, I wrote a nice song, and it was so nice. It ain't going to exceed hallelujah. So I'm just saving you time, amen? You don't even have to write a song, amen? I'm saving you a lot of time, amen? Let's do it again now. Look at your neighbor and say, come on. All right, let's, we got to do this together, amen? All right. Hallelujah. Now we're ready, Amen. God, don't release me until we get that right. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's go ahead and pray before we get into the word. Thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus for blessing us, Lord, blessing us to be here. We thank you for this opportunity to sit at your feet and receive fresh rhema from heaven. I bind the work of the devil right now in the name of Jesus, that there be no distractions, but that your word would go forth and accomplish that which you've sent it to. We thank you, Lord, and we surrender to the power of the Holy Ghost now in Jesus name. Amen church said amen. amen praise the name of the lord we have been preaching a powerful series i'm talking about a life-changing series amen entitled kings and priests i'm going to preach kings and priests part four this morning now god is revealing some stuff this is a powerful revelation this revelation is strong this revelation is intended to bring transformation to the body of christ and it will equip us to fulfill our assignment. How many know you have a great assignment? Amen. And you thought all you had to do was get saved, and that was it. <laughs> amen? Listen, when you get saved, your work is just starting. Your work is just starting, amen? Now go with me to Mark, Mark chapter 16. We've looked at this and, and referenced this as more of a um, foundation to this series, but also to, to help us to stay mindful of our assignment. We've learned through this series that, hey, life is not about us. Life is not about me and, and my situation. My, I'm only here because God wants to use me. He wants to use me to accomplish something for him in the earth. What does God need me to do? Well, it's right here. Mark chapter 16. And 
We're going to look here in verse 15, just as we start this morning. And he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Now, in the Amplified, he says unto them, go into the world and preach and publish openly the good news, the gospel to every creature of the whole human race. Somebody say that's a big assignment. He said the whole human race. So nobody is exempt from this. Listen, this world is so big that there are parts of it we don't even know exist. If you think about it, you know, one day you might meet somebody that's from somewhere. and You're going to say, from where? <laughs> where you say you were from? I didn't even know that place existed. But God has commanded and commissioned us to go out and get this truth out to the entire world. The entire world must know that our Savior lives. Once again, look at your neighbor and say, we got work to do. Come on, look at them. They, they don't believe you. Say, we got work to do. All right. Now, in order for us to successfully complete our assignment, we must understand. Somebody say understand. understand. And then submit. Somebody say submit. submit. Okay, we must understand and we must submit to God's governmental structure. Amen. Our God is a God of order. Amen. Now, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to release this truth. And, and, and just according to the, the instruction of God, our God is a God of order. Now, I want you to understand something that his order. Just hear this this morning, church. Our God, somebody say our God, our God. is the God of order. Let's say it again. Say, our God, our God is the God, God of order. Now, his order is not influenced by popular vote. Come on, church. Or opinion. His order is not influenced by popular vote or opinion. How I many know God is not going to come to you and ask you for your advice? He's not going to come to you and ask you, well, how do you feel about that? Amen. He's not concerned about how you feel about his order. Amen. He's only concerned about you submitting to it or not. Right. Amen. And so if he's given us such a great assignment, he would then also have to equip us. Uh -huh. I mean, oh, he would be an unfair God if he told you to do something big and he didn't equip you. Amen. Amen. I mean, that would just be a messed up thing. Amen. If I told you, you know what, go pick up like five people and bring them to church. And I know you don't have a car. <laughs> I mean, what an unfair assignment. Amen. And then I'd be like, well, you just you're just disobedient. You know, I, I told you to go pick them up. Pastor, I don't have a car. So God would never tell you to do something without equipping you with the necessary tools to get it done. Amen. This is something that we have to understand. Now, I want you to go back up to Revelations, the book of Revelations, chapter one. Revelation sounds funny when I say revelation, but it is revelation. But the book of Revelation. <laughs> amen. Some folks like to be proper. Amen. In chapter 1, 
in verse 5. The Bible here says, And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Now remember, we've been touching on this. God cleaned you up. He took you from where you used to be. He, he saw you when you were in a bad place. At some point, you turned your life over to God. And listen, the fastest way out of backsliding is to get a new assignment. Amen? Amen? Come on, somebody. You want to get to where you stop going back to the same old sins God delivered you from? Listen, today people are still battling with stuff that God gave them freedom over in the 70s. And they're still, they still using that as a hang-up while they can't get past something. Well, I ain't been able to get over that. Listen, that is so long ago you should have forgotten it by now. Amen? But you have to receive this new assignment. So you say, no, he has washed us. Right here he says, he has washed us from our sins in what? His own blood. That is why you can say now I am worthy. It's not because of what you have done, but it's because of what he has done. The blood of Jesus has washed you clean. Though your sins be like scarlet, they shall be made white as snow. There's a cleaning, there's a fresh renewing that comes through the presence of God. Why does God do this? God doesn't do this just so you can go around for the rest of your Christian life judging folks. Come on. Well, I got saved, and now look at all these heathens. I'm telling you, they just, you know, these now they need to quit this, and they need to quit that, and, you know, that's why their life's all messed up, because they don't get it right. Now, he didn't save you for that person, church. He saved you so you can get a new assignment, and you can get on about his business and get busy about the work of the kingdom and be used by God to win people in to his kingdom. Amen. Now, in order for you to step into this, you must receive this cleansing that comes from his blood. Jesus even says himself, their sins and inequities, I remember them no more. Amen. So he doesn't even hold that against you. He's saying, okay, I get it. I understand where you've come from. But now step into this and let me take you where I want you to go. Let me put this anointing on your life and use you mightily in the earth. And so he has done this. And in verse six, he says, and have made us kings and priests unto God and his father to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Now he cleans you up. And then what did he do? Come on. Somebody's following me this morning. I know somebody's catching on. He gave you a new assignment. How I many know if you don't get a new assignment, you're going to return to your pool of dirt. You will get clean. You'll get a fresh bath. And go right back outside and dive in the mud. Come on. And then start complaining about the way you smell while you're in your dirt. Come on. So that is why God cleans you up, washes you with his blood. But now he says, I'm going to give them a new assignment. I have got to give them a new purpose. I have got to give them revelation of who they are and what they're to do while they're here in the earth. Amen? Amen. And he tells us the very next verse. He has made us kings and priests. 
These are the two major anointings that God has released in the church to equip us to do what? Fulfill. Come on. Some, I, now, this is, now this is week four. Yes, come on. This is week four. The two major anointings that God has released in the body of Christ to equip us, not so you can just walk around having a lot of money. Come on. Not so you can just, well, you know, I want to just shine on everybody. You know, I like, I like to do it. I like to be, you know, seen. Not for you to go around and, and brag about, what well, you know, how much money I got. No, God's not going to give you money for that. These two anointings are to get his job done, the assignment he's placed on your life. Now, you can enjoy things in life. And we, we learn this, you know, God has blessed his kings and they can enjoy stuff. But your wealth is for the purpose of the kingdom. Amen. That's it. And so there's two anointings that God has released so that we can now go forth and accomplish this great commission. Kings and priests. I've touched on this, but I'll touch again briefly. Just repetition helps us learn. It's not gender specific. Amen. Amen? It's not gender specific. A woman can be a king just like a man. Amen. This is not about being politically correct. I won't be saying queens in this series. <laughs> Amen. I, don't, I won't be saying, well, queens, because I don't want to affect the women. Or I don't want to offend the women, I should say. No, I'm talking about kings because it has nothing to do with gender. It has everything to do with position. Just like John chapter 1, verse 12. Jesus gives us that opportunity. He gave it to him. Anybody who will believe, they can become what? Sons. They can become sons of God, even them that believe on his name. This word sons, how come he doesn't say daughters? Because it has nothing to do with gender. Everything to do with position. We got work to do. Look at your neighbor and say, get in position. Look at him again and say, today. Yeah, the church is just waiting. Waiting around. We got to get in position today, man. We got, we got a, a, a big old gigantic assignment to fulfill in the earth. So this is not gender specific. We're kings and priests. Now, on the priest side, yes, women can be pastors too. I'm not against that. The word says your sons and daughters shall prophesy. So I'm not against that. And so we take all the confusion right on out of this. Now, we touched on this anointing and understanding the power of it. This is necessary. The church cannot go forward and do what God has called it to do if people don't step in position. If people don't catch revelation, you're either a king or a priest. Well, no, Pastor, I'm not neither one. Yes, you are. You are. Listen, and, and when you read Revelation chapter 1, verse 5 and 6, and he hath made us kings and priests. Does it say something else? And he has made us kings and priests. What else did he make us? Come on. I'm, you know, you can challenge me all day. I'll just go back to the word. Amen. He made us. Now, right after he said, I cleaned you up and I have forgiven your sins. Now I've given you an assignment. I've made you kings and priests. Amen. 
The church has been operating without the revelation of this for too long. This brings the church house into order. So if you are a priest, that is, you have been called to the ministry, the fivefold ministry. Amen. You, you got the, the apostles, prophets, teachers and pastors and evangelists and all these things. But that's more so in the modern day terms. We know it as as the pastor. This is a calling. Amen. Amen. When he said, I made you kings and priests, he didn't tell you now which one you want to be. I made him kings and priests. Now, which one you want? No, the priestly side, that's the pastor, has to be called. That's an office. That is an office that is decided by God, not me. I did not apply for this. I did not send in a resume to anyone for this. This is something that God places on his chosen. And so it's up to us to receive it. Now, so I've received it. So what does that make me? The priest. How many of you have been called to the ministry full time to get the word from heaven and release it into God's people? Can you know amen right there? So what does that make you? Come on, man. This ain't hard. This ain't hard. What does that make you? Well, well, Pastor, I like, you know, I like to teach the word, too. But did he call you to do it in his corporate structure? Amen. Did he call you to do it in his corporate structure? Well, I feel like we ought to share, you know, sometimes I want to preach, too. Did he call you to this office? I feel like I want to give the pastor some advice. That is the deception of the enemy. So what they've done is they've developed because a house divided will fall. If people don't understand the power of these anointings, they will operate out of order and the churches will crumble. Maybe the buildings will still stand, but the families will fall apart in their own houses. Today, even right now in churches across the world, you've got families falling apart. Kids, disobedient, sickness all rampant all through their bodies. All kind of stuff is going wrong. The churches, yeah, they're still there because the devil has deceived even the congregation in that they want their ears tickled. They don't want truth. They want their ears tickled. And so they'll send money to somebody that gives them some lie Send me some money. I'm going to send you this cloth and this cloth is going to touch you and your life will be changed. Let me send you this bottle of water that I got out of my bathroom. Let me anoint this and send it to you. All you need to do is send me some money and your life is going to change. Your life will not change until you get in order. And you wonder, why are people falling for this stuff? Pastors divorcing their wives. Folks still going to that church. I'm telling you, you have a right to say, I'm out of here. I'm done. If you can't live clean on this side, how are you going to help me live clean on my side? Come on. If you can't live clean over here, how are you going to instruct me to live clean over here on this side? 
Amen? Amen. If you understand this thing, you got to expect a lot from your man of God. Hey, you got to expect a lot. Say, no, no, I expect him to live clean. Don't be falling for these, these people saying, well, you know, they're just regular like you. And they, no. He got a mantle on his life. He can't be falling for these tricks. He got to help me see when I can't see. Come on, somebody. He got to help me get the blinders off of my eyes. How come he out there running in ditches? Because that's people who decided, oh, kings and priests, I think I'm going to pick the priest. See, that's what happens when you pick it versus when you call. Because when you pick it, you don't have an anointing attached with it. But when you call to it, God put the anointing on you, amen, and you can walk in this thing, amen. And listen, you don't have to worry about it. I tell you to live clean. Then I'll live clean in front of you. I'll never tell you something that I'm not doing. I ain't going to make you do what you need to do this, and I'm not doing it. Come on. Matter of fact, sometimes I make a lot of you feel uncomfortable. Because I'll expect a lot of you. And if I won't tell, if I won't give myself an excuse to sin, I'm not giving you one. Come on, somebody. If, I, if I'm not going to give myself an excuse to still be cussing and drinking and smoking and doing all this stuff, I ain't giving you no excuse. You can be more vocal and more bold when you're committed to it. I couldn't do it, though, if I wasn't called to it and I didn't have an anointing on me to go forward with it. Amen? Amen. And so these anointings are very perfect. I mean, excuse me, very important. And I want you to understand something. If you're not the priest, which we've established that, then you're the king. Then go ahead and say, yes, sir. Thank you, Lord, that I'm a king. Let me get revelation of what this means. Let me walk in this kingly anointing here in the earth. And that's what God's going to do. He's going to help you. And we got two sides to this. And why am I keep preaching this? This is this is a series that will change your life. That is why I keep preaching. And I challenge you to go back, listen to it. Listen to it. Get the revelation. Get what God is trying to say through this series. And then we have the corporate side of the anointing. Where's the corporate side? What's the corporate talking about? Church. Amen. The corporate side is the church. That's the structure. Pastor Troy is the priest over here. I have to get the vision from God. Then you say to yourself, I'm a king over here. So I got to get the provision from God. Amen. Listen, God will release the vision into the priest. He will release it into the man of God. He'll pour it into him. The man of God will speak life into the kings and the body of Christ will be advanced because we're on the same. We're not divided. You know, you're not thinking, oh, I should be preaching, not him. You know, you pass that. You're like, no, go ahead. Preach it, pastor. Go do what you called to do. Amen. Come on. Teach me to do what I need to do. Come on, somebody. You see, that's how you got. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. I'm up in here. That's my man of God. And he's speaking life into me. See, some of you right now, you've been in situations that have been bad. Situations of despair. And God used the man of God to speak life into you. And you come to church and you get quickened. Amen. And you start feeling better. And you come up out of here and you say, I can do it. Oh, we about to take the land. When before you got here, you were depressed, broke down. 
didn't even know how you're going to make it. But you submit to the order of God and watch your life flourish. Now, you can be hard-headed. Huh? You can be hard-headed and not listen to the man of God. Well, just understand that's outside of God's order, and you're only going to get what you can get on your own. So hopefully you got it all figured out because you're not going to get God's help. God only flow. Listen, church folks don't even like hearing this stuff. They don't like nobody telling them what to do. They want a man of God that is uh, don't even have a backbone. Come on. They, they want a man of God walking around looking for favors. I ain't looking for no favor from nobody. Amen. I'm highly favored of God. I don't need no favors from nobody. I don't need no charity. I'm operating under the order of God as a priest. And as a result of my commitment to this calling, God's going to bring kings. Come on, somebody. God's going to bring kings. Amen. And if you don't catch revelation of this, listen, they will step on you. Oh, some of y'all and y'all ain't hearing me. When I start getting this thing and I'm preaching it, you don't catch on. They'll step on you and over you. And some of them might move you up out the way. Because when kings step into this revelation, they do what the priests say. And next thing you know, folks got to get out the way, man. If, you, if you're going to block me, we can't be blocked, so I'm going to have to move you. Amen? God has done this already. Amen? Move some folks up out the way. We didn't even have a revelation of kings and priests, and God already still didn't move some folks. And just, listen, folks ain't flourishing, you know, because they won't submit to the order of God. Amen? So we have an opportunity, a, a great opportunity before us to say, I'm going to receive this revelation, and I'm going to walk in it. So now I'm empowered. In the corporate church, I'm a king. So what does that mean? I have an anointing on me to bring in wealth. What? Well, no, Pastor, I don't need that much. Have you ever heard a king say that? Think about it. Have you ever heard a king say, I'm fine. I have enough. No, I don't. I don't need any more. Have you? Listen, I'm talking about when the king is eating and just full. They still ordering people to bring them more stuff. Kings are greedy, man. Come on. Now, I'm going to break this down so that you understand. I'm not trying to promote greed. But what I am trying to do is change a mindset in you so that you don't settle. Amen. Don't settle for where you've been. Don't settle for living outside of God's abundant wealth. Why? Because some of you right now, if you had received revelation of this and you were walking in this thing, you would have paid for the Philippines completely and entirely all by yourself. See, I'm not going to get a lot of amens right there. Wait till we start walking in this kingly anointing. We'll be talking about, you'll be talking about 5,000. Yeah, right. Here. What's next? I, listen, man. I ain't scared to be a priest. I already told you, if I had my choice, I would have picked the king side. I would have said, no, Lord, I'm, I'm good on that side. I like to go out there, get my hustle on legally and make money. Amen. And I had no problem. Hey, 
right? If God empowers me to write the big checks, I would do it. But he has something different in store for me. Now, it was a big challenge for me because when I got called to be a priest, I was I was doing pretty good as a king. Amen. Amen. Things all start changing. But then I had to get this revelation. I had to start walking in the shoes God made for me to walk in. And that's sometimes difficult because as a result, you know, of, of doing that, you got to tell people the truth. You got to poke people. I like minding my own business. Amen. I'm like, hey, listen, I don't like getting in your business, but I have to do what God said. Amen. So I consider it a privilege to be on whatever side God calls you to. But I know, you know, right now you're a king. So now you got to get this revelation. You got to say, I got to be bringing in the spoils. I am anointed to go out and gather the spoils, amen, to gather the wealth. God has put a power of increase on me. Why? So that I can fulfill this assignment, this great commission, amen, so that I can fulfill it, amen? Amen. Hold your finger here, Deuteronomy 8.18. Deuteronomy 8.18. The Bible here says, but you shall... Remember the Lord thy God for it is he that gives thee power. This is comes from the word um, deutimus and also exousia. It is force. He will give you power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant, which he swear unto thy fathers as it is this day. God will give you power. He will equip you to get wealth for the purpose of building his kingdom. It's not just so you can be wealthy. It's so that you can have a purpose. You can lock in and do your part. Listen, if you're not called to get revelation from God and release the word into the people, what are you called to do? Stay at home and go to church when you feel like it? Come on, somebody. Listen to a sermon from time to time? No, you're called to get the spoil. Go out and get the spoils from the battlefield, which is what? The marketplace. I want you to know something that the battlefield is the marketplace. That's where you go out into. You come in here and get instruction. Then when you leave here, you go back out into the world. And you're not in the world to become a part of the world. You're in the world to get the spoils. And I'm bringing them back. To the kingdom of God. Amen. And God doesn't tell you you got to bring everything. We've learned through this series. You just have to tithe. The tithe was an inheritance for the priesthood. Listen. Imagine. Having I've said this before. Ten kings. What is the tithe? If you make one million. A hundred thousand dollars. That's not a lot. Based to the nine hundred you get to keep. But you've gained revelation from God. Now imagine what can be done with that $100,000. And some of you say, no, Pastor, we don't need to do all that. But we just looked at Mark. He said, go preach the gospel to every creature, every person of the human race. How much does it cost to get to Timbuk five? (laughs) Amen. How much does it cost to get out there? You don't even know where it is. And you're talking about you got enough. Amen. Amen. I, listen, I'm only telling you this because I didn't get one check. 
to pay for the whole Philippines trip. So that means we got a long way to go. So that means I don't have any kings on that level yet. Amen. Because it'll change. I'll say, and I say yet, because it'll change. Because what will change is the priest will say, here's what God has said. And if I tell you the amount, if I say five, some of you are going to say, well, here's ten and go ahead and handle it. Just in case. You guys, man. But you want everything going right in your life. Come on. It's about your assignment. Now, just imagine if you're in a position to write a check for 10,000 and release it without trying to tell the man of God what to do, but to release it to the work of God. How are you living? Huh? How are you doing all right? Because, look, it's not just that you have the money, but you have the heart. Let me touch this real quick, because some of you would have the money, but you don't have the heart. So you're not living that good. Come on. If you have the money, but you don't have the heart, you haven't submitted to the obedience. And so, you know, you can't even fathom doing nothing like that, even though you got the money. You're in a dangerous place because you don't have the heart. Amen. So when you got the heart and the money, now you're living free. Now the floodgates are open up on you, man, and you got increase coming in from everywhere because you're not afraid of assignments. You're not afraid to go forth and do it. Amen. Now, this this is more of a series about order to get the people in position. God is, has instructed me to release this so that this can help. Now, if you flow in the order that is laid out in the church. How many of you know this will spill down into your own personal life? If you are in order, you flow with the order of the church. This will help you in your own personal life. Now, we've touched on this, but there is a private side to these two anointings. What's the private side? That's the house, the family structure. If you missed last week, go online. It's still up there. But God took over the sermon and decided to release greater revelation on families. Because a lot of families are out of order. And in in the private side of this anointing, The man in the home, if you're married, the man is the priest. So he has to get the vision from God and he has to release that into the family. You can't have all these families where the man doesn't pray. He don't seek God. He don't have time. He's watching too much football and basketball. And he can tell you about everybody's team and who's playing, but he can't tell you three scriptures. And he's supposed to be the priest. Waiting to get a rhema word from his wife. Well, I ain't going to do it unless she say it. She didn't say she wanted to do it, so we didn't do it. And so you become a yes man. When you become a yes man to your wife, you become a no man to God. Yeah, you can write that down. You can have you can have that one for free. Yeah, you can have that one for free. Come on. I mean, all these yes men out there. I ain't gonna, I just don't want to kick up no dust because, you know, because what? You like to stay in disobedience? You better step into your position as the priest. Well, I don't know what to do. Get in your word. Get revelation. Now, 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 we touched on it last week, but now, if you got a priest, then you're going to have to, as, as the wife, you're going to have to submit. 
to the order of the priest. Don't be trying to boss him around. Come on, I spent a lot of time on this last week. All these women complaining about their husbands, talking about them. Come on, somebody, you talk, you talk more about your husband when he ain't around than you do when you're with him. You mention his name more when you are not with him. And, and when you say his name at home, it's to tell him to do something. Amen. Come on, somebody. And you wonder why he don't act right. Well, you know. See, y'all don't even want me to get into all this. You, listen, your responsibility is to submit and pray for your man of God. Just like you're supposed to do in a church house. If you go home and you speak bad about Pastor Troy, you're in error. And danger. Well, if you're at home speaking bad about your man of God, your priest at the house, you're in danger because you're out of order. You're trying to run everything and make every decision and you and you want a puppet. How many know puppets can't even walk? Puppets don't even they can't even stand up by themselves. You don't want no puppet as a priest. Why am I spending time on this? Because houses are out of order. If a house is out of order, it's divided against itself and it will crumble. Your marriage will fall apart. Your kids will fall apart. Your health will fall apart. It will all go down. That's the private side. Amen. Ephesians chapter five. I've already told you. Study it. Ephesians chapter five. Study your roles. If you're married. The man is the priest. If you're not married, the adult in the house is the priest. The adult in there that's paying the bills is the priest. They have to get the vision from God. Amen? Amen. And that's the direction for the family. Where are we going to go? What are we going to do? They got to get it. Amen? Amen? Not to belabor this. Why, but why... Why is God even having me talk about this again? Do you realize how many Christian homes are out of order? Man, do you realize how many men are not in position and they have wives that don't reverence them? They don't reverence them. They don't treat that man as their man of God. They down talking. Come on, somebody. When God put them there, listen. I've told you guys this before, that the head needs the support of the neck. Yeah. Uh-huh. Amen. The head is there. And, and some of you, you get that misunderstanding of that thing. You say, well, the neck, we just tell the head where to go. That's not what you're there for. You're really there. Listen, is the brain in your neck or your head? Yeah. Think about it. Have you ever seen a neck with a brain in it? <laughs> so the neck is not telling the head where to go. The neck is supporting the head. And then the whole body is kept safe. So we have to fix this. But if you understand the order in the church, I mean, that's going to spill out into your family life. If you're up in church, well, you know, I don't need no pastor telling me what to do. Well, you're going to be the same one at home. I don't need no husband telling me what to do. I don't need no man. And, and, you know, you'll be just all down that whole road of destruction. A wise woman does what? Builds her house. How does she build it? She doesn't build it by actually going out there grabbing the bricks. She builds it by supporting her man and praying for him and encouraging him. 
seeking the Lord. Oh, Lord, help them today. Bless them with a good day today. I told you last week, you got to be your husband's best cheerleader. Amen. But the husband has to be in position. Like I said, don't sit at home spending all your time watching TV. Learn the word so now you can share with your family. And then you keep the kids in check and you don't let the kids run the house. We've covered all these things. Then also, I want to make sure you understand something with this whole thing and this order of God and how it works is so important. It's going to really have a tremendous impact on your life if you could submit to this order. If you understand that when God is in control, things are done his way, he's not going to change it. He's not going to change it for me. It's up to me to submit to it. Then I can grow and flourish and blossom the way God wants me to. So when we look at this as family, especially in the modern society that we live in, when it comes to the kingly side of the anointing, God will release that in both parents. So both parents can get out there and work because we live in a time where a lot of times you got two uh, parents out there working and that's okay. And God will bless you. So it's, it's not, you know, and what happens in a good marriage is the two work together as a team and things are, you know, man, my, my wife told me this story and, um, and I, I'm not going to, this person might come to our church one day. Amen. So I don't want to say too much about it. <laughs> amen. But this lady went out and bought a $10,000 ring and did not tell her husband. Now, it wasn't a, you know, they married already. A tent. Some of you not hearing me. Some of you might have done something like this, but I'm telling you, that is wrong before God. You are in deception. My wife knows we don't operate like that. Ten, she spent 10 grand on a ring and he don't know nothing. Where are you going to wear the ring? Amen. Oh, I got to quiet. You, you wives, you bet. Listen, you wives, you better be consulting with your husbands on these finances. Don't be going up just buying up everything and not talking to your husbands. Same thing with the husbands. Don't be going up buying everything, not talking to your wife. Get your house in order. Well, we got, I got my own checking account. He got his. But the two have become one. Now, where'd you find that in scripture and verse? A house divided will what? See, now I operate as the priest. And so I tell you stuff you don't want to hear. I tell you stuff you won't tell yourself. But you have a choice. To heed. Get your house in order. Don't be separated like that. Don't live as two separate people and you're supposed to be married. How's God going to bless your union? Oh, come on. Don't be divided in your parenting skills either. Don't have the kids going to one parent. Mama say no, so they go to daddy and daddy say yes to everything. Or daddy say, what mama say? <laughs> Amen. Present that unified front before your kids. Don't let them work you, you know, against each other because what? A house. Somebody say this. A house. Mark 325. A house divided against itself cannot stand. It cannot stand. It will fall. It cannot stand against the wiles of the enemy. 
You have to understand these, this is powerful stuff. These anointings, kings and priests, it works in the church. It works at your house. If you get this, you will be in order. Everything must be done decently and in order. If you get your life in order, you can expect good things. You can expect blessings to flow freely into your life. Amen? Now, I had to touch on that again. I said, not going to do a, a marriage seminar and all that kind of stuff, but man, God is speaking to me about this. He said, man... These families, they got it all wrong. They got it all wrong. Kings and priests. Let's operate in this anointing. Let's walk in it and let's have our houses in order. Listen, you don't have to worry about the church house. Because it is going to be in order. Listen, I'm over here. I ain't going home with you. So all I can do now, what happens at church, and this is the reason you need to go to church. Counseling takes place at church. Amen. And sometimes that's easier for you. You know, I know that the Holy Spirit gets to moving and, and some of you get hot and uncomfortable. You get to moving around, you know, you start sweating, you know, when it ain't hot. Well, that's because the Holy Spirit's speaking to you, but it's on a corporate level. This is corporate counseling so you can all receive it. Amen. That's what happens at church. That's why you need to go to church. Now, some Times we have to do private counseling and that goes into another area and God will do that. But you need to take advantage. Corporate counseling is being released every Sunday and every Wednesday. I'm going over there being trained and taught how to live my life. Amen. Now, why this is so important. Back to the corporate structure. You have to have a priest. You cannot be a person that doesn't go to church but calls yourself a Christian. Come on. Don't do it. That's a lie from hell. Uh, You know, I don't go to church that often, but I'm a Christian. Get you a church. You must be under the guidance and direction of one of God's people. You must submit to the... Well, no, Pastor, because sometimes I like to listen to such and such. Some of you got like a a smorgasbord of people you listen to. I like to li- I like uh, this one here, and I'm not going to say their names, but I like this one. I like this one. And you got all their YouTube videos, and you got all their stuff, and you're just listening, you know, and you're just being selective, you know, getting you a drive-by word. Woo! Come on, somebody, getting you a drive-by word and thinking you got revelation. You are out of order. You must submit to the priest and the structure of God. Well, I don't want nobody telling me what to do. I told you God's order is not subject to your opinion or your feelings. It is what it is. I learned this many years ago. So what does that mean? Submit to the order of God. And this is what God is revealing. This is why he has the church in place so that now the priests can get the vision. But if the kings aren't submitted, they are not going to go get the provision. They're not even going to obey. They're going to be out there talking in the parking lot and doing stuff. The pastor told them not to do. And waiting for the pastor to say, please. Well, pastor asked me to do something, but I didn't like his tone of his voice. Well, I wonder what he meant by that. Listen, you are out of order. 
Don't be questioning uh, if he if he told you to do something and you're like, well, I didn't that didn't understand. I didn't understand that. You know, that's out of order. You got to submit to the priest. I'm not trying to draw attention to myself. I've already told you guys I would have picked being a king, but I have to let you know how this order flows. So what happened in biblical times? The king, he would trust the priest if he wanted to prevail. If he wanted to get victory, he was going to have to trust the man of God. Now, last week we were in um, Kings. I'm going to go back there. I've got to make a correction. In the book of Kings, um, here in uh, chapter 18, go ahead and turn up to Kings again real quick. First Kings chapter 18. Now, understand something. Understand something here is very important. We've already established our roles. But as a king, somebody say, I'm a king. king. Just in case you haven't, you know, you didn't forget, you're a king. But as a king, you're going to have, you have to have, somebody say, I have to have. have. You have to have a priest speaking into your life. Why? Well, how come God can't just speak to me all by myself? Oh, let me just help you with this. I'm, I, I don't have that much time, but let me just let me get this. Let me get this real clear. How come? Well, I can't just get it from God myself. Because God works through his order. So you need a priest that will speak into your life. Now, here's what God will do. He will confirm it in you. So you get Listen, because God will anoint the priest to see and hear things that you can't see or hear yet. Amen. Amen. And so he will speak into your life and now there will bring clarity. And then next thing you know, you'll be at home praying and God will confirm it. Amen. He'll start to confirm it. Sometimes God will be trying to tell you something and you're just not getting it. And then you go to church and boom, it comes clear. It comes clear. And God's been preparing you all along to receive your rhema word from your priest. That's why we don't preach sermons out of a box. That's why I don't go to sermons.com or .org or any of these catalogs of sermons and pick. No, I get rhema from heaven so that I can release into the lives of God's people so that they can get exactly what they need. And so there's in this uh, uh, context of scripture we were looking at uh, last week in uh, 1 Kings 18. And I'm just going to focus on verses 41 and 42. But when we looked at this last week, we saw something very powerful happening. King Ahab and Elijah, the prophet Elijah. Now, I, through my excitement, God took over the sermon last week and I mixed up the names. Amen. I said, I said, King Ahab went and prayed and and but it was Elijah that prayed. But I had to give King Ahab more credit. Amen. I didn't give him enough credit last week. So what does that mean? King Ahab just obeyed. Listen, there was a desperate situation. You can read that whole chapter 18 in your own time. But there was a desperate situation. Things were bad. Things were terrible. And then God sent the prophet Elijah, which was his man. Somebody say his man. man. In today's times, he will use 
It, uh, uh, the prophet, the pastor, sometimes the pastors really have a prophetic anointing because what they're doing is telling you stuff that you can't see yet, giving you revelation of it. And that's how God works. And that's why you need to be submitted to the order. And that's why you got to commit to the order and structure of God and say, I need to be in church. I need to be committed to the vision of the pastor so that I'll know where God wants me to go. And so it was a desperate situation. And what happened is God spoke to the prophet. And the prophet went over there and delivered the rhema into the the life of the king. The king was sitting down, depressed. Come on, somebody, how many of you have been there? Don't raise your hand. Wallowing in his sorrows. And you know what happens to people is they start to focus on all the bad that's going on around them and they fail to see the good. And and God was bringing about a change. There was a famine in the land. There was no rain. It was a sore famine, a drought. All these things were were happening. False prophets jumping up, doing all this stuff. God sent his man over there to release a word of life into a desperate situation. He released that word with power and authority. And in just taking it up in verse 41, Elijah said unto Ahab, get thee up, eat and drink. For I hear, or for there is a sound of abundance of rain. Now you see that? What did he tell him? He said, get up. Why? Because he was in a desperate situation. But if King Ahab did not understand God's order, what would he have done to the words that came through the prophet Elijah? He would have ignored them. He would have kept sitting down and he would have stayed. It's just like the widow woman who decided to sow into the man of God and he got her out of her situation as we reference it in offering. She had an opportunity to obey. King Ahab had an opportunity to obey. Obey who? Ah, See, we automatically go to obey. Well, I got to obey God. No, you got to obey your man of God. That's delivering the word. That is going to be uh, an example of your obedience to God. Some people say they obey God. I'm obedient to the Lord, but they're not obedient to his order. So they're actually disobeying God. And so what they do is they say, God hadn't spoke to me about that yet. What if King Ahab said, God didn't speak to me about any rain. So I'm not going to get up right now. I'm waiting. Too many in the church today are still waiting for God to show up in their prayer closet and give them a rhema word just just to them. He's going to bypass the priest and he's going to speak it right into the life. Glory to God. That's why people don't come to me for counseling sometimes because they know what I'm going to tell them is what God says. And it's going to be hard for them to disobey God. And so what they do is they go out and do stuff. I've had people go buy stuff, do all kinds of stuff. And it creates a problem for them later. Then they ask for my help. And I said, if you'd have came first. I don't need nobody telling me what to do. I'm just, well, God told me to do it. Okay, well, how come it's uh, not working out so well? I'm just curious. God told you to do that. 
He spoke to you. I've heard pe- people say all kind of stuff. God told me to go here. God told me to go there. God told me to marry this one and to marry that one. God didn't say that. Amen. Listen, if God told you to get married. How come you? It's all terrible. Maybe you told you. Because I'm tired of being single. So let me get with this one and pray on it. (laughs) Don't be praying on it. You need to pray on it before you do it. Get counseling from your man of God. Get that instruction. Because God will reveal some stuff to me about him that maybe you hadn't seen yet. (laughs) I say, oh, no. (laughs) This ain't it. No, I'm, I'm not trying to get all that deep in your business, but I'm trying to give you a, a, a picture, an understanding of the role of the priest. And it's going to help you. It helped King Ahab because King Ahab obeyed. And what did he do? He just got up. He got up. And as a result, he was able to step into this flow. I mean, the story goes on. It was actually uh, Elijah went and prayed and did all these things and sent his servant to look for the clouds and all this stuff. If you look at the story it actually reveals that Elijah actually doubted a little bit. King Ahab was in the clear because he received the word from the man of God and he just obeyed. And so in closing this message today, I want you to understand this order and know that God is not trying to make life difficult for you. He doesn't, especially like a a person like me, I don't like getting in your business. I don't like doing all that. I'm not trying to uh, be your boss and have my finger on you and point it. I've never been like that. But I am the man of God called to speak into your life. If you go to this church, I'm the man of God that God has put in place to speak into your life and to bring out that king that's on the inside. And to help you step into position and go forth and conquer and prosper and flourish. Don't look at me as your buddy. I'm going to close this message. Don't look at me as your buddy. Don't look at me as your friend. Come on. It's sometimes difficult. But forget about, then I am nice. Amen. I can be friendly. Don't look at me as your buddy, though. You have to recognize the anointing that's on my life. Then that way your ears will be open. And you'll receive from your man of God. And it'll come into your life and you'll be empowered. And some of you, some of you, your houses are going to be in order. You're going to be getting stuff straight, getting stuff cleaned up, just getting it all together because you receive revelation you're in order and you're getting this thing and you're saying yes it's not about me i got to get busy about my father's business but i got to do it according to the order of god my man of god is releasing it i got to receive it i got to trust and obey and the blessings will flow abundantly go ahead and give the lord a hand clap today amen praise the name of the lord hallelujah glory to god